0: Now I'm just going to jump right into it this morning. You know, the scripture says that the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. You know, and I got to thinking about that in the kingdom. That's the only God God's the only kingdom that can promise those three things. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Think about it. Righteousness being that we stand here today in right standing with God. We just saying we didn't earn it. We you know, we may not deserve it. Come on, but he loves us anyway. Come on somebody you know it's the righteousness the peace of God the scripture says that gives us that that surpasses understanding so we're able to stand in confidence even in moments come on that may not look good on the outside God is always moving on the inside and peace is mine then it says that joy and what joy does joy comes in and replaces all the emptiness that the world tries to bring and so outside of that think about it if, if, if we don't have the kingdom of God Then we're outside of where God wants us to be. There's something missing on the inside, and we live in kind of confusion and turmoil. And then the other thought in that is there's no joy, so there's that constant emptiness. And so in the world, we're searching for this or for that. But in the kingdom of God, we don't have that emptiness. So even in moments that are still, I just sensed that this morning, even in still moments where God just wants to speak, come on, that doesn't make us uncomfortable. Because we've been completed. That's the goal. That's the reason that he gave us the kingdom, so that we would wa- operate in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've talked about something that's just stirring in me. And, and I thought maybe this week, it, it, you know, it would change, but it didn't. Uh, but we've been talking about what's at our table. And last week, we talked about the things, inviting some, uh, you know, we, had, we talked about a few weeks ago, looking at it. We know we're invited to the table of Christ. All of us are. But then we looked at it and said, okay, what are some things that are sitting at our table uh, that we need to get rid of? And so we went through that process, kind of unsubscribing to some things. You know, anger doesn't have a place at our table anymore. Loneliness doesn't have a place at our table anymore. uh, anymore. And so we kind of went through that process. And so today, or last week, we talked about Joshua 1.8 being powerful in the fact that he said, The book of the law shall not depart from your lips, but you'll meditate on it day and night. Then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have good success. And what we discovered in that is the word pr- uh, prosperous means success, and the word se- success means wisdom, divine insight. And so, in that process, last week we started talking about wisdom. And so, I'm going to stay on that path this morning, if that's okay. In Matthew chapter 7, it says, Therefore, whoever hears the 724, whoever hears these sayings of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man. Everybody say, wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, we know that the word house there is talking about our lives, our family, our church, our city, everything that we're a part of. It's not talking about brick and mortar. Come on, it's talking about everything that you are and what you're set out to do. And so it says that that a wise man, Jesus said this, built his house on the rock. And so if Jesus says that that, that wisdom is the key factor, and Jesus calls hearing the he said, those that hear my sayings, And do my sayings he said I call you wise and I and and, and that stirs in me because it's one thing for other people to call us wise it's 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 another thing for the world to call us wise or our boss to call us wise but when Jesus calls us wise and he says what is that I will call you wise when you build your house on the rock what is that hearing the sayings of Jesus and doing the sayings of Jesus you know, we talked about it in worship. Pastor Walt just talked about it. If we, if we know but we don't do, if we, if we know but we don't step out, then, then there's an element always there of why isn't God coming through. And so, you know, I talked about it last week. You know, I grew up in, in certain teachings, and, and, and I'm thankful for some of the root foundations, but there came a point in my life where I was like, something is missing. I know how to how to do church I know how to say the right things I know how to amen at the right time I know how to give when the offering comes but something in my life where there was a void there and, and I remember several years ago we had a guy come in this that uh, Pastor Walt invited me to this before I was on staff named Tony Saxon and and I got invited to a men's breakfast down here at a, at a steakhouse and he stepped up and, and and one of the things that he said and it impacted me in that moment he said I challenge you he said I don't care what camp you came out of I don't care what religious background you came out of he said from this day forth I challenge you to read the Bible like you've never read it before he said so that you don't miss certain things Pastor Walt just talked about it and and in that in light of that where where we learn to receive wisdom it's one thing to receive a miracle and thank God God does miracles but wisdom takes you beyond the miracle so that you become a miracle to somebody else and that's why we got mission teams going out. You know, last week we had a testimony after service. A young couple came up and said, uh, two Fridays ago, they went in, were getting ready to go in to, to, to sign divorce papers, but God stirred something up on the inside. They met and talked and realized, we don't want to throw our marriage away. Come on. They believed that God had something. So, they, so they, in that moment, God repaired, and they said, we want to renew our vows. Come on, when you start listening to God, in that moment and stepping out into what he's called you to do, come on, you're opening up something bigger. And sometimes, can, can I say this pastorally without, without sounding mean this morning, is sometimes in our lives we, we get so used to being desperate that, that that's how we function. And I said it last week in wisdom. When wisdom's on the scene, and this is the difference between, you know, me personally, what I, what I, how I functioned in my 20s and 30s, and there's a difference now that, that panic isn't there like it used to be. You're like, hey, this is going to work out. It's going to be okay. And it's not desperation. You really mean it, right? And so wisdom doesn't operate with any insecurity. It doesn't operate with confusion. Even though those trials and those things will hit, we stay grounded and stand on the Word of God. You know, Pastor said a while ago, we walk by faith. That means something. And so when insecurity shows up or confusion shows up or desperation shows up, wisdom should take over. And so we get in the habit many times, is, and, and, and I get it, I've been there. We get in the habit many times of just panicking uh, when something happens because we, we went in church to church and heard, heard this formula. We applied the formula and it didn't work out like we thought it was going to do. And that's because, church, God's not a formula. Jesus is real. It's a real relationship. It's, it's, it's as real as, as you and your wife. It's as real as you and your children. Jesus is real. He speaks to the depths of your heart. Nothing missing, nothing broken. He loves you. He's here for you. He's speaking all the time. Am I talking to anybody here today? And so A, B, and C in the kingdom doesn't equal get your way. Come on. It may be A to Z to B. Back to A. Because God has some things that he's trying to work out of you so that when you step up to the next level, come on, you can be faithful in that level so that he can continue to add those layers to your life. Are you with me here this morning? And so wisdom opens the door for all the things that you couldn't do on your own. Two seconds in the wisdom of God, the divine insight of God, and I'm not talking about memorizing what somebody else is doing. I'm talking about you're in this relationship now. God has spoken to you. It's real. It's genuine. It's vulnerable. And God's speaking into your life, and then all of a sudden you step out into that. You know, I always like to say don't step out in what you don't know how to do, but step out, come on, in what you do know how to do. And and so when you function that way, uh, you you know, in in my own life, I was thinking about it during worship when there's times of of the terror by night moments, you know what I'm talking about, that try to hit you. I always in my mind think, hey, I need to sow a seed. I need to do something that's bigger than me. I need to get God involved here because I'm not going to—wisdom doesn't let the enemy talk us out of what God's trying to do. And so there's a seed that's released. And so we, it, wisdom says, cast your bread on the water. Come on. The world says, eat your seed. Wisdom says, wisdom says, hey, that prayer's not going to work today. Or, or the world says that. Wisdom says, two seconds. God says, two seconds in my presence, I can shake the enemy off. Come on, like he never even showed up and he'll run away crying. And so you've got, we we develop that wisdom mentality. Everybody say wisdom. Ephesians chapter one verse 17 says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord, this is Paul talking, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, and here it is for you church, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And that's our heart. When we say, pastor says, connecting people with God's purpose, we're saying, hey, we want you to know God better. We want you to have a a relationship. It's not depending on on us or the team or the staff. We're here working together. We want want you to know God better. Because when you experience God for himself, like you did down here in the altar a few minutes ago, coming in and saying, hey, there's a withered moment in my life. I'm stepping out. Come on, somebody. I'm stepping into a new place. I'm not going to hold back. I'm stepping out. God begins to do something. all of a sudden, wisdom and revelation you know, if you were at Walmart and they came up and said, hey, step out for a healing, you might not do that. Even though I saw the other day Kelly showed me a deal where they were singing the national anthem in Walmart like it was at a stadium. That was pretty cool. You can Google that. If you still Google, maybe you unsubscribe to that. But in the moment when you stepped out a while ago in that moment, come on, somebody. We could have went home right there because you caught something. When, when Pastor said that withered, hey, you have a withered hand in your life, the spirit of wisdom and revelation stepped up and says, I don't want that anymore. That's all it is. You got, it's simply God saying, I want, I want to know you better. I want you to know me better. This is a real relationship. It's tangible. Everybody say tangible. And so, so we get in the right environments. You know, Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and you'll become wise. Walk with the wise, and, and you become wise. It says, for a companion of fools suffers harm. And so, so we want to hang out with people that have wisdom in their life. They, and wisdom, with wisdom, there's always fruit. Everybody say fruit. And so I want to give you Last week, we talked about that wisdom is sitting at our table. I just want to build on that a few minutes and, and, and see what God does in this. But number one, I'm just going to give you some wisdom thoughts this morning, some wisdom thoughts. Number one, wisdom leads you to the right doors for your life wisdom leads you to the right doors for your life Proverbs verse uh, chapter 4 verse 11 says this I instruct you in the way of wisdom and lead you along straight paths everybody say straight paths Uh, Joshua 1 7 says be strong and very courageous don't look to the left or look to the right and so God, God leads you into the right doors and so I can give you uh, many personal stories on how how God has orchestrated that but the one that's standing out in my mind this morning and you'll have to forgive me uh, my sense of humor is a little different and so I, I was at a, a restaurant deal out of town one time and it got to the point where I, I had to go I had to go you know what I'm talking about and so I'd had a bunch of water, and it was time to go. And so I'm like, I go to the restroom, and this place was huge. And so I mean, I'm in a hurry, and I'm, I'm, I'm covered some turf getting to that point. And so I never looked at the signs that were on the door. And so over here, when I, uh, later on, I found out one side said, Cowboys, real big. The other side said, Cowgirls, come on, real big. And so I'm, I'm on this path, and I'm not really going straight, but, but I get in a moment, and I just haul butt into there. I'm telling you what happened. And so... I get into this stall I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm, I'm in that moment come on somebody and I, and I look down and I could see feet in the stall next to me and I'm like I'm looking there and I thought that guy's wearing girl shoes <laughs> you know what's going on where am I uh, and, I'm, and I'm looking down and when I went in no one was in there it's just kind of filled up as time went on and so I'm sitting there and I'm looking I thought that's kind of weird I don't know and then it hit me you're in the wrong place You went through the wrong door, and I'm sitting there thinking, this is before cell phones. So I'm sitting there, what do I do in this moment? What what am I going to do? And I could hear more people, more in the ladies' voices, and and it hit me. I was aware of my surroundings at that point. And so I thought, there's only one thing to do. This is it. And so I opened the stall door and I said, I'm sorry, ladies, I've made a big, huge mistake. I just need you to let me pass the door. And so they started laughing. It was like it ended up being a big party into the bathroom. And so we get to the door, and they said, hold on. And there was a big sign that said cowgirls. And they all said, we want to take your picture in front of this door. I mean, it ended up being a grand moment in my life. Come on, somebody. But I wasn't on, I wasn't seeking the straight pass, and I wasn't paying attention to the signs along the way. Come on. And so I ended in there, but I sure did think that guy was wearing funny, funny slippers next to my stall. And so wisdom leads you to the right doors. It leads you to the right places. It leads you to the right people. Come on, somebody. What I have learned is when we get into our own agenda, we slowly slip into environments and places and doors and rooms that lead us and take us to places we never intended to go. And so a little bit of sin never ends with a little bit of sin. A little bit of flesh never ends with a little bit of flesh that always takes you further than you want to go. Are you with me here this morning? But wisdom always has a balanced way of allowing you to enjoy the moment. or It also allows you not to get over emotional. It allows you to stay balanced when everybody around you is panicking. Come on, somebody. It just God has a way of his divine insight, and he gives you instruction along the way. And he doesn't give you that instruction so that it feels good on Sunday morning. He gives you that instruction so that you can walk it out on a Tuesday afternoon. And so wisdom takes us into those places. And so he says, "I instruct you in the way of wisdom, and I lead you along straight paths." Powerful. And so, uh, uh, number two, we're just going to jump into this this morning. Wisdom lives; it always lives in forward motion. Wisdom always lives in forward motions. It's not; it's we, we're not looking back. Come on, somebody. Dr. Carman taught this all the time. He always said, life is lived in forward motion. And even though he went to heaven, I guarantee you he went to heaven recently in forward motion. It's just how he lived. And so Pastor Walt lives in forward motion. Our team lives in forward motion. I tell our staff all the time, hey, we're an action staff. We have an action leader. We're an action staff. We're not going to sit and wait six weeks to get something done. Come on, we have a job to do today. Let's get it done. We have a calling. We live in forward motion so that God is moving. Listen, if God wanted you to live in backward motion, he'd have put eyes in the back of your head. But he put eyes here. Come on, somebody, so that we can move forward. Everybody say move forward. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 10 says, Do not say, and get this in your heart, Why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Why are the old days? When I remember being in, going into sixth grade over at Lincoln Junior High, and Coach Hall, anybody have Coach Hall at Lincoln? Few of you, yeah. Uh, rest of you went to Central. It's probably a better deal for you. <laughs> you wouldn't be getting lost in rest, restrooms like like the rest of us. And so he says here. He says, "Why were the old days better?" But that, to to simmer around and sinks, uh, uh, ask the question. Coach Hall, I remember we'd be in PE in sixth and seventh grade. He'd go, "Now you got to." He said, "You got to ask yourself when you know, when you get in your thirties and forties, are you going to look back and say I used to be'?" And live the life of being a used to be, or I used to be in this camp, or I used to, I remember when the Holy Spirit used to move. I remember when, 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 how that things were back in the old days, where reality is we're alive today. And, and, and we're living in a world that is changed from what used to be. There's no doubt about it. But how many of you know God changes with the times? His word never changes, but his relevance does. And so as God, God is moving, if we get stuck into the mindset of, uh, 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 you know, where forward motion's not taking place, and we get stuck in that mindset, well, life used to be better, or I wish things were back like they used to be, then, then we're, we're stuck in an illusion, or, or a time warp there where, where where faith's not involved in that. Wisdom's definitely not involved in that. And so we got to look and say in this day and age, God's never stopped moving. The 2,000 years ago when the Holy Spirit came upon the earth, i got news for you. He's never stopped moving since. The Holy Spirit's been speaking ever since. Uh, uh, he's still operating. He's still helping people. He's still speaking truths. He's still our guide. Come on, our lead. And, and it's just as powerful today, come on, if not more so, than it was years and years ago. So if our mindset is, is, I wish it would get back to what it used to be, the scripture says right there, there's no wisdom in that. And so, you know, I'll be honest with you, I wish I had as much hair as I did when I was 23 years old. Every time I go, they put that mirror up there and I'm like, oh, there's a hole in my head. What happened to me? And so I just try not to look back there. You know what I'm talking about. And so, you, you, you know, you understand that that mindset that, that we get in that, day. I wish I used to, you know, well... God, God's wishing that you would get a hold of how powerful he is today, how good he is today, how his spirit's leading you today, and, and live that mindset in forward motion. So we're not living life as we used to be. Come on, somebody. Jesus is alive today, and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so we're operating in that kind of wisdom. Number three this morning, we're almost done. Wisdom produces healthy emotions, and as, 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 as being a, a, you know, Christ follower, I realized there was a time in my life, and, and I saw it amongst, uh, uh, you know, Christians in general, a lot of times what we say and what we do are a little bit different. And, and I'd look up and say, hey, man, those people, I, as a kid I can remember, they're praising the Lord, they're excited, they're shouting, they're singing, but yet they were mean, they were tired, they were weary, they were backbiting. If you got in their way, they'd cut your head off. Come on, somebody. You know, Australians have a saying that you cut the top off the poppy. That means anybody starts taking a rise to the top, they're going to bring you back down. And that's kind of how it was with, with you know it's with in, in the Christian world is all of a sudden somebody got a new promotion. Boy, you had to deal with five layers of insecurity over here because somebody over here got blessed. And so then you started hearing people like Larry Huck and, and Pastor Walton, different ones say, hey, if you'll start celebrating with those that get a victory, come on, you're one step closer to getting yours. You know, simple truths, but it it meant something. And so in in light of that, being healthy is important. Wisdom always leads us to a place of healthy emotions. Does that mean that we're perfect all the time? It's something that we're going to deal with the rest of our lives. Come on, somebody. So healthy emotions, your emotions are not meant to be out of control. I said it earlier that wisdom doesn't operate in insecurity. Wisdom, if wisdom's on the scene, it doesn't operate in anger. It doesn't operate in confusion. It doesn't operate in desperation because God, God has a way of, of, of allowing us to stay in control. Come on, somebody. That's why the scripture says you, when you were, uh, your old ways have passed away in 2 Corinthians. You're now a new creation. You're a new person. And as we, as we develop into that mentality, God changes us from the inside out. And so our old habits are no longer our new habits because the scripture says this: the old man is dead so it doesn't matter if you came in this morning what your last name is it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter what 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 the world has said about you come on somebody when Jesus gets a hold of your life and you begin to transform into that new creation that new man the scripture says the old man is dead and so I'd rather hang on to this new identity in righteousness peace and joy then I had to go backwards, come on, to get a healing and then go backwards right into where I came out of. God is so good, amen. He has so much for us. The scripture says in Proverbs chapter 28, it says, fools, fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. You know, I like the, I like the saying of, hey, I'm just trying to stay here. You know, I tell, tell my kids, hey, don't ride the waves. Don't, don't, you stay here. I was in a conversation with Mark a few days ago. I said, hey, just try to stay here. And there's something to that because, you know, if I go too far here or I go too far here, I get out there, I'm going to say something I regret. There's just, you can't take that back. You can ask for forgiveness, but you can't take that back. And so if we ride the wave, come on, somebody, in wisdom, then we don't have to have the last word. I'm from Northside, San Angelo. Come on. We believe in getting the last word. And we park cars in the yard. You know what I'm talking about. Hey, chickens and goats. You know, we, we were out of town last week and so we got we the guy on the plane to come back and so said, we're headed back to goat country. And, I, and, and so, so we were built and taught, hey, if somebody hurts you, you respond. You don't take no BS. If you're on the playground and somebody battle, you battle them until you bleed or die, one of the two. That, that's how you did it. You know what I'm saying? And so Scripture is totally opposite of that. I don't kill my enemy. I love my enemy. I don't have to back by, I don't have to stand in self-defense. The scripture says that I'm the one that's going to bring calm in the end. And so we live in this place as believers where we don't have to defend ourselves. You know, and, and somebody says, well, what if they don't like you? Then, hey, I'm going to love them anyway because I really don't care. The scripture says that we walk, walk into the confidence of God That we operate in the love of Jesus. Come on, somebody, that our seed is out there working for us. If they hurt us, let's just sow more seeds. If they hurt us, let's just go to more nations. If they hurt us, let's just invite more people to church. And so as the world begins to roll in what they know to do, we're not operating in that emptiness anymore. We have purpose. Come on. And we're connected to the purpose of God. And we just continue to do what he says to do. And our emotions don't take us out of the will of God. Our emotions now, because of wisdom, lead us into the presence of God. Powerful. Proverbs 12, 6 says this. It says, fools show arrogance at once. A fool shows all their arrogance at once. Listen to this. But the prudent overlook an insult. The prudent overlook an insult. And then we start operating in love, you know. And, and, and you know, maybe maybe someone said to some things about you over the years. Maybe there's some things in your family where, you know, that, that that aren't lining up. That's kind of stirring me this morning, where maybe you don't feel as accepted as you want to. And God's saying to you, "It's okay. Come on, somebody. He, his will makes a way where there is no other way." And so instead of responding in insult, you respond in love. And eventually, come on, even the weapons that are formed against you can't grow. Even the weapons that are formed against you can't grow because you're now operating in this wisdom. Everybody say wisdom that God has for you. And so arrogance shows all the the wounds at once. Arrogance vents all the rage at once. Pride has this thing about it, it. says, hey, I've got to get the last statement i got to get the last word. And what we discover is that we don't have to receive those things as insults. So when things come at us, we know it's because there's a bigger purpose. And get this church, we bring calm in the end. Your kids call you upset. We bring calm in the end. Business people, everybody's striving and working, and they're trying to get to the top to get the bonus. Come on. You just stay calm because you're going to bring calm in the end. God has a way of promoting. He's got a way of taking you to, and to, I wish I had more time to talk about it this morning. He's got a way of taking things in moments, things that, that should take you years to do. And he can accelerate that those things if we'll just be patient, like Pastor said. I told the story last week, 11 years. Pastor had that in the front of his Bible with the, the word that we'd have this building. 11 years, come on, stood on that word. It did not feel like 11 years now, but I'm sure it felt like 30 then. But if we're faithful in the least, in our emotions, I'd rather have wisdom. If I got one thing, somebody said, Pastor, what would one thing be? Would it be tongues? Would it be interpretation? Would it be prophecy? Would it be? If I got one thing, the scripture says, get wisdom. Get wisdom. Because wisdom will always lead you in the path of righteousness. And when you're in the path of righteousness, you're operating in the kingdom which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen. Stand to your feet with me this morning as we get ready to close. Last thought. This is just stirring in me. Wisdom doesn't run out of hope. Wisdom never runs out of hope. Get that in your spirit this morning. The scripture says that that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Some of you came up here earlier in this, this moment to receive that power, to receive that miracle. You keep your miracle by not deferring your hope, right? And so wisdom doesn't run out of hope. Somebody, says, I have, somebody say, I have hope. I love this scripture. I found it this week, and, and it's kind of like Pastor said. I, I was just going through scriptures thinking, what are some scriptures on wisdom that are just, just hitting me, and this hit me? It says, know also that wisdom is like honey for you, Proverbs twenty four fourteen. If you find it, there is a future and a hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. Your hope will not be cut off uh, I'm gonna tell a story that's again just worship while you're there but I, that's good. And I wasn't gonna tell this story but I, but I felt like God said do it and so right where Wayne bar standings March well, 2018 my dad stood right there and the prophet called an altar call and he came down and he gave my dad a word right there and he, and he looked at him in the eyes and he said you think life is over and it doesn't have to be he said you've given up you think life is over and it didn't have to be and I was hoping I'm standing right there where my son is right behind Kelly and thinking, get that word dad because we got bigger things to do And I wanted to be a part of that. I'd like to tell you that things spun a different way, but they didn't. But God told me to speak it, so I'm going to speak it. And so I I get a text from Dad the next day, and he said, I I love you and bless you. And he knew he was dying. On March 18th, we get the call that that he had passed away and, 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 and went to heaven. And thank God, if he's there now, he wouldn't come back anyway. But... In that moment right there God, God was giving him a hope and giving him a future had he received it things could have turned out in a different way come on somebody and Jesus is still the, still the hero of the story because the kids and the, the children's children and the family and that's say we're serving God come on somebody but in that moment of vulnerability I, I'll never forget it that of, of, of thinking and so when 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 he ended up passing I made a decision in my life That I had a hope and I had a future and I stood up at his funeral and I said I'll live the rest of my days proclaiming the good news I made a vow to my, my family that we would reach and we would touch and we would go because what the enemy meant for harm come on somebody it ain't over is what we're saying this morning wisdom has a way and here's the thing that I wanted to say is it says "Know also that wisdom is like honey for you if you find it There is hope in a future, now listen to this, and your hope will not be cut off. There's some in in conversations I've had, and and even recently where you feel like, hey, I want to step out, but I'm afraid it's not going to last. I'm afraid that there's not enough overflow. God is more than enough, church. God is more than enough, and he's moving, and so if you'll receive the honey this morning, God's saying to you, live your life. And live your life with power. Live your life with wisdom. Live your life in my will. Come on. And I'll make a promise to you. It'll be like honey slowly dripping anointing on your life. And it'll flow on your life. Come on. And it says that it will not be cut off, which means that you have a hope and you have a future. Come on. And it's looking real good in that moment and it may hurt there may be trials there may be wearies but come on somebody what are we going to do keep loving keep reaching keep speaking because we're the ones that bring calm in the end in jesus name father we thank you today for your word we thank you for what you've done today we thank you for the hearts that you've touched father we just thank you today that wisdom is in our house and that wisdom is ruling and wisdom is moving and maybe you're here today and you said pastor I've, I've never made jesus christ the lord of my life If I died today I don't know that heaven would be my home and I I don't want to take that chance I don't want to live that way I want this wisdom that you're talking about operating in my life I want to be in the moment of bringing calm in the end that's powerful right there if that's you this morning just lift your hand to heaven and you say I want that in my life I want to receive Jesus come on when you're in this place I see that hand God bless you a couple of hands in the air we're going to pray, but may, you're also in this moment. We're just going to pray for you right there where you're at. And lift it bold. You're tired of the chaos. And you're ready to be in a place where you're a part of bringing that calmness into situations. You're a part of bringing that hope into moments and situations, whether it's work, family. But you're not going to be one that says, I'm going to be insecure, or I'm going to be jealous, or I'm going to be angry. I'm going to operate in the wisdom of God. And I'm ready to take a stand today in my life. If that's you, I want you to raise your hand this morning. You can bring peace. I see those hands. Peace of, you can be a part of bringing righteousness, peace, and joy to every situation. We're going to pray. If somebody has their hand in the air and you're near there, just stretch your hands out toward them. Say this, Jesus, I receive you into my life. I thank you for shedding your blood. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that you raised your son from the dead thank you for salvation today say this with me come wisdom come into my life father you said that if I find wisdom it'll be like honey flowing into my life I receive wisdom I receive revelation father I want to know you better and I want my actions to line up with what the word says to lines up with wisdom I declare that in my life, my family, my city, my church, my nation, I'll be one of the ones that bring calm in the end. Insults don't cut me because I'm filled with the word of God. I'm filled with the love of God. I'll be patient and I'll be strong and very courageous. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. If you gave your life to Jesus, come on, let us know uh, this morning. We want to love you. Our prayer team will be up here. And uh, just take the steps that are necessary. Wisdom always has a powerful result. Wisdom always has a powerful result. God bless you.